So without further ado, open up your Bibles very quickly, hallelujah, to the book of 1 Samuel, chapter number 3. The book of 1 Samuel and the third chapter. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 1 Samuel, chapter 3, beginning at verse number 1. And when you have it, shout amen like you're ready to get into God's word today. You know, normally we have it on the screen for you, but we're experiencing a technical difficulty today. Amen. Hallelujah. So I'm going to be using my scriptures right out of my Bible app. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I read today in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. And the word of the Lord reads it so. And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was precious, meaning it was rare in those days. There was no open vision. And it came to pass at the time when Eli was laid down in his place and his eyes began to wax dim that he could not see. And ere the lamp of God went out in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. And Samuel was laid down to sleep. That the Lord called Samuel. I believe the Lord is calling somebody. And he answered, here I am I. And he ran unto Eli and said, here am I, for thou callest me. And he said, I called not. Lie down again. And he went and lie down. And the Lord called yet again, Samuel. And Samuel rose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And he answered, I called thee not. My son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. And the Lord called Samuel again a third time. And he arose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And Eli perceived that the Lord had called the child. Therefore Eli said unto Samuel, Go lie down, and it shall be, if he call thee, that thou shalt say, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. Something good to apply to your prayer time. Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. So Samuel went and lay down in his place and the Lord came and stood and called as at other times Samuel, Samuel then Samuel answered speak for thy servant heareth and the Lord said to Samuel behold I will do a thing I will do a thing in Israel at which both the ears of everyone that heareth shall tingle Hallelujah. I want to talk to you for a little while under the subject, The Voice. Very simple title, The Voice. And when I say The Voice, I'm not talking about that show on TV. We're not talking about your voice. We're talking about His voice. Amen? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, we give you praise, honor, and glory, and we thank you in advance for what you're about to do in this place. Father God, have your way. Father God, I hide behind the cross now. Use me as the pen of a ready writer and begin to write on the tablets of people's hearts today. Minister, Lord God, in a very powerful way. Call whoever you want to call. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Saints, one of the, one of the, 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 the things that I learned right away by reading this text is simply this. It is possible 
for you to be surrounded by people that know the Lord and you still not know the Lord. It is possible for you to be surrounded in an atmosphere <clears throat> with things of the Lord and people who know the Lord and yet you still not know the Lord. Just because you are surrounded by people that know the Lord does not mean that you know the Lord for yourself. If you are going to know the Lord like young Samuel, you're going to have to have a personal experience with the Lord. You're going to have to collide, have an encounter with the very presence of God that is so real that it changes you forever. And I wonder if I got anybody in this place who knows what that experience is like. Are you in this place this morning? Hallelujah. For the sake of time, I'm going to jump right over the intro and I'm going to go right into my first point. If we could put the first point on there very quickly. Many miss destiny because they are looking for it rather than listening for it. I said many miss destiny because they are looking for it rather than listening for it. If you ever read Acts chapter 9, you hear the testimony of a, of a missionary whose name is the Apostle Paul. And before, before he's called the Apostle Paul, he is Saul of Tarsus. He is a Pharisee of Pharisees, a religious man. And the Bible says, watch this, that he just received documentation in Acts chapter 9 to go and seek out Christians so that he could arrest them, beat them, and kill them, and do it in the name of God. The Bible says that he was looking for them. And that's the problem right there, hallelujah. Because watch this, when it comes to destiny, hallelujah, you can't look for it. You have to listen for it. Watch this. And on his way, looking for it, watch this, uh, he got interrupted by the very presence of God on the road to Damascus, and he heard a voice. I said he heard a voice, hallelujah. And watch this, to make a long story short, he had an encounter with, the God, with God that was so real that it changed him forever, to the point where he said to God, watch this, what is it that you want me to do? And watch this, in Acts 9 and verse 6, God said, I want you to go into the city, and in the city you will be told what to do. You're not going to see it. You have to listen for it. Are you in this place? Hallelujah. Oh, God, have mercy in here. So watch this. Understand this, that when it comes to perception... In the kingdom of God, perception is not predicated on what you see. It's predicated on what you hear. And what you hear distinguishes what you see. Oh boy, hallelujah. You, so you, you're not going to find destiny with your natural eyes. You're going to find destiny with your spiritual eyes after you hear from God. Listen, they asked Helen Keller this question. Watch this. They asked her, what is worse than being blind? And she said, having, watch this, having sight and no vision. Oh, God. What's worse than being blind? Having sight and no vision. Do you hear what she's saying? She's saying there are people <laughs> that can see and won't find destiny. I like, I like the way uh, the prophet Elisha put it when he said these words. In my spirit, I can hear the sound of an abundance of rain. I don't see it, but I hear it. I hear it on the inside. Watch this. 
see, a lot of people are looking for it first. Big mistake. You hear it first, and then you look for it. That's why after he hears it, he sends his servant, go see. And even though his servant don't see it, don't see it and comes back with a negative report, he says, go out again. Go out again. Why? Because I know what I heard. In other words, hallelujah, I don't have to see it. I heard it. So I'm not going to let my natural eyes convince me out of what I heard. But listen, what I see with my natural eyes might be standing in conflict with what I heard. But I'm going to go with what I heard because I heard it from God. And if God said it, go look again. Because it will come to pass. See, the thing you have to understand is simply this, hallelujah. Uh, Sound precedes manifestation. I said sound precedes manifestation. That's why you always hear the jetliner way before you see it. You hear the plane coming way before you see it. Let me give you some Bible on that. Hallelujah. In Acts chapter 2, the Bible says they were all together in one accord in one room and there came a sound from heaven. And after the sound, cloven tongues that sat upon each and every one of them as of fire. In other words, first the sound Then you see it. Are you in this place, church? So watch this, hallelujah. Many miss it. The apostle Paul was missing it. He was missing destiny because he was looking for it rather than listening for it. Oh, God. Are you in this place? When I think about about, um, Samuel when he was older, in in, in, uh, 1 Samuel 16... Watch this. The Bible says that God tells him, fill your horn with oil and go anoint the next king. In other words, I need you to go because I already have chosen the next king. But if you read it carefully, in in 1 Samuel 16 and verse 3, God tells him, watch this. Let me read it so you know exactly what I'm saying. He says, him who I name to you, that's who you're going to anoint. Watch this. Him who I name to you. So watch this. When you're going to make the choice, don't make the choice based on what you see. Him who I name to you. In other words, when you get there, listen for my voice. But what does Samuel do? Because it can happen even to the prophet. It can happen to the leaders. It can happen to the best of us. What does he do? He sees the tallest brother. And he's reminded of King Saul who was head and shoulders above every man. And he says, that's got to be him. Look at him. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's him. And he takes the oil, the horn of oil, and he holds it over his head, and the oil don't flow. Because God said, hallelujah, listen, if you choose with your eye, you'll pick the wrong guy. Ladies, let me help you in here. If you, if you choose with your eye, you will pick the wrong guy. If you want to know if he's the one, you have to. You have to listen. Your looks are deceiving. You need to let God pick him. Let me help you. David wasn't ugly either. Bible says he was cute and ruddy. Listen, and redhead. Anyway. In other words, you let God pick him. God's going to take care of you. 
Are you blessed in here? Oh, boy. Listen, even as a leader, I've learned that I don't choose people to separate them for service based on sight. Because God doesn't see as man sees. God sees the heart. And so you can have credentials, but how's your heart? Because that's what God looks at. Amen, somebody. Hallelujah. If you're blessed in this place, shout glory. glory. Amen. You can feel sure about it and still be wrong about it. I will submit to you, if you're being led by your feelings, that's wrong already. You can feel sure about it. I'm sure. You could be surely wrong. <laughs> Amen, somebody. If I had time, we would go to Genesis chapter 3. In Genesis, listen, when you read the Genesis account, when God created man, even before he created woman, you know how it was. It was just God and man. The Bible says that God and man walked together in the cool of the garden. Can you imagine that? Just me and God. Amen. And so watch this. Uh, so the only voice that was speaking to man was the voice of God. Amen. But how many of you know that it wasn't long before that sly snake worked its way into the garden, hallelujah, and influenced Adam and Eve. And to make a long story short, sin came in. From sin coming in, death came. Death reigned, hallelujah, even unto all men. But watch this. When sin took place in the garden, God came down. And here was the question that God asked. Adam, where art thou? Here is what Adam said. This is what you need to catch. Adam said, watch this. We were ashamed. We were afraid. And we were naked. And God said, who told you? Who told you you were naked? In other words, is there another voice? Is there another voice that you have been listening to apart from mine? Who, told, who have you been listening to whose words are contrary to mine? Mm. You're supposed to know me. You've been entertaining strangers' voices? Who told you? There's another powerful scripture. I'm going to go to it because I think it's good enough to go to. In Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 5, hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 5 and verse number 11. Normally I'll pop it up there quicker for you, but just cater to me. Bear with me for a moment. It says this. Of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing you are, watch this now, dull of hearing. For when for the time ye ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. And are become such as have need for milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. For he is a baby. He is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So listen to what it's saying. It's saying if, if you want to be able to discern, which has to do with really seeing, you can't have ears that are dull. And as long as you're, let me put my next point up there very quickly, hallelujah. If your ears are dull, your eyes will be dim. I said if your ears are dull, 
your eyes will be dim. Listen, he said they can't discern even between evil and good. And the context is in the first verse because their ears are dull of hearing. And so watch this. Babies need milk. But people who are mature can eat strong meat. Hallelujah. And people who eat strong meat will be able to discern, will be able to see, will have vision. Not talking about natural eyes. I'm talking about spiritual eyes. Eyes that discern. Are you hearing what I'm saying in this place? Hallelujah. Let me get back to this text. Hallelujah. The Bible says that God called Samuel. The thing that I love about this text, and you're going to have to excuse me for a moment because I just may go off on a little praise break. Because what I like about the text is simply this. God called him three times. He called him once. Then he called him again. And then he called him again. And I don't know about you, but that makes me happy. Because it just, it just causes me to want to praise God that when he called me the first time and I didn't hear it, he didn't give up on me. I wish I had some real people in here because not everybody in here answered the call right away the first time you heard his voice. Some of you didn't hear it. Some of you ignored it. Some of you fought against it. Hallelujah. When he called you, you said, no way, that's not for me. I ain't even going to do that. Or you didn't hear it or you ignored it. Hallelujah. But the thing I love about God is that he didn't turn around and get upset and go, well, that's too bad for you. I'll just use somebody else. Hallelujah. But he called you again. And if you're in this place, hallelujah, and you know you missed it the first time, but you got a second chance and now you're walking in purpose because of that second call or that third call you ought to want to praise God for never giving up on you hallelujah I love that because listen when you when you study this situation now you're going to learn right away that this was a bad situation the Bible says that it was uh, the lamp in the temple had gone out that means there was no fire in this church Are you hearing what I'm saying? Not only that, the Ark of the Covenant, if you read what we read together, hallelujah, was no longer there. So there was no fire and there was no presence of God. And so because of that, the Bible says that the priest's eyes were dim. And it's really a natural picture of a spiritual reality. There was no vision in the place. And watch this. The reason his eyes are dim is because the word is rare. Notice the text. The text said, hallelujah, that the word of God was rare in that day. And that's why his eyes grew dim. There was no word being heard. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And therefore, there was no vision. And because there was no vision, the Bible says, my people perish. And so that the place is dead. So watch this. If you look around in your life and you find anything that's dead, check the eyes. I'm not talking about the natural eyes. You're not supposed to live by those. Check the vision. If your finances are dead, do you have a vision for those finances? And if you don't have a vision for those finances, it's because you haven't heard from God. God, help me in here. Let me try this side over here. If that marriage is dead, check the eyes. Do you have a vision for your marriage? Uh Uh-oh. See, you thought you needed a vision for everything else except marriage? Let me help you in here. You need a vision for your marriage. Yeah, 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 yeah. Short and long term. Because we said until death do us part. Come on, somebody. 
You need a vision for your marriage. If the marriage is dead, check and see if the eyes are dim. If you have no vision for your marriage, you have not heard from the manufacturer of marriage. Because he designed it to be blessed. He designed it to be bliss. Don't make me turn this into a marriage conference. (laughs) Amen, somebody. In other words, your vision is going to be predicated on how well you hear. Your destiny is going to be predicated upon how well you hear. Are you hearing what I'm saying in here? Let he who have an ear hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Amen? Because if you hear, God will open your spiritual eyes. Because here's the reality. If you can't see your future, you are already finished. I said if you cannot see your future, you are already finished. If you can't even see tomorrow, you're done. You cannot be stuck in today, hallelujah, and not be able to see past today and get the victory. Hallelujah. The Bible says that Eli is barely alive. It is a sign for the reader that it will be over soon because of a lack of vision that comes as a result of a lack of hearing. Can I help you? Can I take it a little further? Hallelujah. Let me take it a little further. Put my next point up there very quickly. Let me find my text. Hallelujah, Jesus. This is challenging right here because I got to keep opening up my Bible app. Amen. Watch this. If you want to triumph in victory, you have to be trained by his voice. You have to be trained by his voice. Watch this. John chapter 10. John chapter 10 and verse 1 says this. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. Oh, I love that text right there. Let me tell you why I love that text. Hallelujah. See, the world don't like this because uh, it's not popular opinion. The world don't like this because it's not politically correct. Hallelujah. The world don't like the idea of Christianity being exclusive or apart from everything else. Uh, The world thinks, hallelujah, that we are uh, closed-minded and hateful people. But the world don't got a problem with me. The world has a problem with the message. Not the messenger because it was Jesus himself who said, I am the door. And as huge as my kingdom is, my kingdom only has one door. And there is no other door and there is no other way. So anybody who comes in any other way is both a thief and a robber. There are no many ways to God. Let me help you in here. Hallelujah. The devil is... There aren't many ways to God. Even Jesus himself in Gethsemane gives us a revelation that we really need to consider again. When he says, Father, remember he's sweating drops of of blood because of the pressure of going to the cross. And here's, here's, here's what he says. Father, if there be another way. Hear what Jesus is saying. This is tough. This is pressure. If there is another way, let's go that way. Let's go down that road. But there was no other way. In essence, God was saying, there is no other way. Son, it's you. And if you don't do it, it ain't going to get done. Somebody shout, Jesus. He is the door. 
It goes on to say, but he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. Uh, to him the porter openeth, and the sheep, watch this, hear his voice. And he calleth his own sheep by name. He calleth his own sheep by name. God knows your name. When he called Samuel, stay with me, I ain't lost. When he called Samuel, he said, Samuel, Samuel. Woo! And he didn't only call him once, he called him twice the last time. And you have to understand that when God calls your name twice, he's talking about covenant. He's talking, watch this, there has to be two witnesses. There's an echo when he calls him twice between heaven and earth. And God is just reiterating, it shall come to pass. God, help me in here. Are you in this place, church? Watch this. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. That makes me want to praise him right there. He leads them out. Hallelujah. And what you, need to, and you, you better get ready to praise. Hallelujah. Don't leave me up here by myself, because watch this. When I didn't know him, and I was bound by sin, hallelujah, I could not get out on my own. He led me out. Is that anybody else's testimony in this place? Hallelujah. I wish I had some real people. Hallelujah. Listen, if you grew up in the church, God bless you. Hallelujah. I think that's an amazing testimony. But if like me, you were out there one time running wild and doing some crazy stuff. Hallelujah. And he came anyway and led you out. You ought to want to give him praise for that. He led me out. I was a mess. I'm, I'm the perfect example of a mess turned into a message. He led me out. Hallelujah. Hmm. Watch this. And when he put it forth his own sheep, he goes before them. I'm about to. I said he goes before them. Watch this. And most people think that when, when, a, when a leader goes before you, he's going before you so that you can see him. Right? Because leaders got to be up front. But look at this text. He says, and when he put it forth his own sheep, he goeth before them. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. He don't get up front to be seen. He gets up front to be heard. Oh, God, have mercy in here. Hallelujah. Are you blessed in here, church? Oh, God. I don't know. I think the 9 a.m. doing a little better than you guys. Hallelujah. I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. Are you blessed in here, church? My God. Hallelujah. He is the door. God is, listen, if you're going to be, if you're going to triumph in victory, you have to be trained by the voice. Watch what he's saying. I don't know if you know this about sheep, but sheep have horrible vision, horrible eyesight. Sheep cannot see good. That's why it is imperative for them to be able to hear in order to distinguish what they see. And so watch this. They're a perfect example of what God meant when he said, the just shall walk by faith and not by sight. Well, let me help you. Faith cometh by Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So watch this. The sheep are teaching us, you don't walk by what you see. You walk by what you hear. Oh, God, help me in here. Oh, are you blessed in here? Mm, I'm trying. And that clock is moving. Hallelujah. Here's something else I found out about sheep. 
they eat really slow. They eat really slow. Not me. I eat fast. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I eat fast. Amen. Um, ain't no need in wasting time. Time is precious. Amen. Um, they eat slow. Listen, when they eat, they, they don't even eat. Like, they graze. They graze. And just in case you didn't know, depending on the age of the sheep, they could graze from three to five hours. Shepherd has to let them out, and, and they take their time. Great. They don't even allow themselves to digest because sheep can't really have meat. And so spiritually speaking, they're babes. You're compared to sheep, hallelujah, but that's a stage in your spiritual growth. You can't stay a sheep. Eventually, you got to become a son. Because a son who is mature can have strong meat and discern between evil and good. But sheep are clumsy. So listen, there's stages. Sheep. Then friend. Or sheep, servant, friend, son. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And God is moving you towards spiritual growth. Sheep are so clumsy, watch this, that if a wolf comes, since they have such bad eyesight, if the shepherd don't speak, they'll wander in the wrong direction. And will even wander toward a wolf unconsciously and so watch this when a sheep begins to wander sometimes it's a wolf sometimes it's the edge of a cliff and so the shepherd has something called a rod and it has a a hook at the end of it and oftentimes because he's so good he's such he's so good I'm about to lose my sanctified mind look he's so good that when the sheep wanders and can't see the cliff that he's about to go over the shepherd takes that that rod and that staff and hooks the neck of the sheep and brings it back in. Ooh, and you might not like the way that feels at the moment, but you are about to fall. Somebody in here better praise him, hallelujah, because you didn't always have it together, hallelujah. Oh, come on, somebody, hallelujah. Are you blessed in here? Can I take it a step further? You ain't going to like this one. This one's really going to mess with you, hallelujah. But watch this. I did a little studying on shepherds, and I found out that on occasion, on occasion, hallelujah, because here's what happens with sheep. They don't, when danger is coming, when danger is coming, they don't know how to stand still long enough to be protected. Oh, God, help me in here. I say, they don't know how to stand still long enough to be protected. And so watch this. When danger comes, they start running. They start running, hallelujah. But in running, they're running away from the shepherd whose purpose is to protect them. So the shepherd's saying, stand ye still and see the salvation of the Lord. But the sheep has a tendency that when trouble comes, he runs. Y'all not saying nothing to me in here, hallelujah. So, do I got some real people in here? So one of the things that shepherds do in occasions like this is they take something uh, familiar to a billy club and, and they hit the sheep in the leg and 
wound or injure, even break the leg. And now while you see that, you go, oh my God, that's, that's awful. But watch this. The shepherd rather you be still and alive. Even though you're wounded, hallelujah, rather than watching you go out there and get destroyed. And so what you need to understand is that some of the trouble that God has allowed in your life that you didn't like the way it felt was actually protecting you by not going out there, hallelujah, and getting yourself killed. Oh, I wish I had somebody in here, hallelujah, who loved the word of God like I do to give God a praise in this place, hallelujah. The people of Israel, hallelujah, are being chased by Pharaoh's army and they have a Red Sea in front of them. And what happens to them when they're caught between a rock and a hard place? They don't know how to do. They they don't know how to act. So like sheep, they're, they're, they're trying to find an escape. They're trying to run away. And Moses says, stand ye still and see the salvation of the Lord. Woo. Trouble comes. Listen, our trust ends when trouble arises, we're good following the shepherd. And then trouble comes. And he's saying, trust me. I won't let, oh. I won't let a lion or a bear hurt you or take you away from me. Come on, David was a shepherd. Are you in this place, church? Mm. Are you blessed? Hallelujah. Jesus is the door. I got to hurry. Jesus is the door. He's the door. He says, watch this. They come in and they come out through me. They come in and they come out through me. Everything hinges on me. I am the door. Listen, if you really understand that, you understand that every decision you make or will ever make should go through the door. This is why, you call me old-fashioned, call me, call me whatever you want. Watch this, hallelujah. This is why an individual should not hook up with another individual who serves a foreign God. Oh, you're not saying nothing. I don't care how cute he is. You don't hear what I'm saying. You should not hook up with somebody who serves a foreign God because that foreign God is going to influence you. I know you don't think so, hallelujah, but he will. He will ask Solomon, who's the wiser. Don't think you're so wise that it will not happen to you. It happened to Solomon, and there's nobody wiser than him. Are you hearing what I'm saying in this place? Hallelujah. Listen, I tell my daughter all the time, if, if he can't come through the door, don't let him in your destiny. I said, if he can't come through the door, don't let him in your destiny. Who am I preaching to in here? But he's cute and it feels so right. <laughs> have you heard, have you heard from heaven concerning him? Pastor's old-fashioned. Pastor's biblical. Pastor's biblical. You can't increase in faith without hearing from God. You can't increase in faith without hearing from God. Watch this. The text says, I lost. The text says that God spoke to Samuel and said, I'm about to do a thing. 
I love the King James Version. He said, I'm about to do a thing. If, what I'm about to do in your life is so big, you don't even have a name for it yet. Oh, I wish somebody would catch me. Hallelujah. What I'm about to do in your life is so big, there's no name for it yet. Listen, if you're going to do something someone has already done, then you need a map. But if you're going to do something that's never been done, you need his voice. I said you need his voice. Are you in this place, church? Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. The, the devil is most nervous when you are the most focused. Put my next point up there. I'm getting there. Almost done. You can have activity without connectivity. Listen, you read this text. Samuel is working. Samuel's not lazy. That's why God speaks to him. Notice, the guy who's laying down continually is Eli. And his eyes are dim and God ain't talking to him. But every great man of God, God ever called, was always doing something before God called him. Before he called David, David was shepherding. Before he called Moses, Moses was shepherding another man's sheep. Before he called Gideon, Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press. They were all doing something. God ain't calling lazy people. Are you? It's quiet in here. Hallelujah. Amen. You're tired. You're probably tired and hungry. There was a lot of, hear me now, religious movement going on in that place. Activity, but no connectivity. Ooh. Can I, can, I, can I say it like I feel it? You, you could be in the church leading and guiding, but also backsliding. That's how I feel it. I said you could be in the church leading and guiding, but also backsliding. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm in the church and I'm working. Anytime you start to lose your passion. Anytime you start losing your fervor for what you're doing. Anytime what you're doing begins to become a burden. A duty rather than a delight. You are slipping. You, if we got to call you, wonder why you're not here yet. And we got to, you know, caress you. And, and everything's going to be all right. You know, all the time, something is wrong. Like that lost coin, hallelujah. You know where that coin got lost? In the house. You could be in the house and lost. Can I, can I be real? You could be really busy accomplishing nothing. I said you could be really busy accomplishing nothing. I will take it a step further. I said you could be successful at the wrong thing. Because God called you to do this. Not that. Oh, are you in this place, church? Woo, that's why... That's why a little later tonight, right before you go to bed, you get depressed. Because you're going to go to a place tomorrow morning that does not feel your passion. I'm not saying nothing in here. Hallelujah. 
A lot of activity. I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to leave it there because I got to move. Hallelujah. Oh, God. But one of the things I love about God. Hallelujah. Because watch this. Usually, the problem is that there's a leader that's not taking care of what God put him in charge of to take care of. And so why, that's why there's stagnation and deadness in the place. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But what I love about God is that whatever's in the way, he'll eventually move. And this is why he's speaking to a young man because the old guard ain't doing nothing new. Are you in this place, church? Oh, God. So watch this. So here's the question. Here's the question. And this is a problem, I believe, in the church. And I need you to help me pray for the church. Amen? Because this is a little concerning to me. Because here's what happens. He calls Samuel, and Samuel hears a voice, but goes to Eli. He calls Samuel. Samuel hears it, but he goes to Eli and says, you called? And so here's the thing. Why is it that God is speaking something fresh And you keep going back to something old. So God is giving you something fresh. Hallelujah. There's a fresh voice that's coming. And you keep, hallelujah, thinking that that voice is the voice of old. Hallelujah. But in religion, there is no vision. So he said, why do you keep reverting back to religion? When I'm trying to do something new. You keep going back to things that have already been done. And I'm calling you to do something that has not been done. I'm almost there, saints. Both men have a problem with the voice though. Both of them. It's amazing to me. Both men. Watch this. Samuel can hear it. But he can't understand it. Eli can't hear it. But he can understand it. That's why he perceives that it's God that's talking to Samuel. And tells him, the next time you hear it, say these words. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Oh, God, help me in here. In other words, position yourself to hear. You cannot be too busy that you're too busy to pray. Position yourself to hear. Hallelujah. Oh, God, help me. In the, I feel like God is telling somebody in this place, the next time you hear his voice, everything's going to shift. He told Samuel, after hearing his voice a couple of times, he said, go back. Go back to the place where you heard the voice last. Sometimes you got to go back to the place you heard his voice the last time because he's not through talking to you yet. And when I speak to you this time, everything is going to shift. Oh my God, that's a word for somebody. I don't know who you are, hallelujah, but I sense that that's for somebody in this place. Hallelujah. When he positions himself and he says, speak Lord, you know what he's really saying? He said, I'm done with distractions. Oh yeah. When he positions himself to hear, he's basically saying, hallelujah, I'm putting... Facebook away. I feel that old time anointing coming on me now. He said, I'm going to move away from Facebook and I'm going to put my face 
in the book. I'm a, I'm a. Are you hearing what I'm saying in this place? Hallelujah. Shut the social media off. Listen, if you, are, if, you are, if you believe that God is calling you, I don't know who I'm talking to because not everybody in here has been hearing something. But God told me there are some people in this church who have been hearing something. They haven't been able to sleep real good because something is interrupting them in the middle of the night. Hallelujah. And I came to tell you that it is the voice of God that's been trying to get your attention. And he told me to tell you, position yourself because the next time I speak everything is going to shift God position yourself to hear from God are you blessed in here I'm gonna do a thing I'm gonna do a thing it's so big what I'm gonna do doctors are not gonna be able hallelujah to identify it nobody's gonna be able hallelujah to put a label on what I'm about to do hallelujah it's so big it can't even be described it's a it's a thing it's so new it's never been done so we don't even know what to call it it's a thing God's gonna do a I hear God saying something is about to happen (laughs) Something. I don't even know exactly what it is, but it's a thing. Hallelujah. Are you blessed in here, church? Let me, let me wrap it up. Let me wrap it up. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. Are you blessed? You guys doing all right? I know we got to go to lunch, but just bear with me for a little longer. I got to give you this. Hallelujah. I don't want to go home with this. I'll explode. Amen. Preachers know what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. Watch this. In Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 2, this is what the word of the Lord says. Deuteronomy 4 and 2. 4 and 1. Now therefore, hearken. You know what hearken means? Listen. Now therefore, hearken, O Israel, unto the statutes and unto the judgments which I teach you for to, for to do them. That ye may live and go in and possess the land which the Lord your God, the God of your fathers, has given you. You shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall you diminish aught from it. And I'm going to stop right there because that's all I really need to give you. Listen, God is talking to you because there is a destiny he has for you. Okay, let me help you understand that. He's dialoguing with you for destiny's sake. In other words, God's not talking to you because he's bored. Oh, let me help you in here. God's not talking to you because he needs companionship. Before he ever made one creature, he was having fellowship with himself. He is the triune God. He's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And the three are one. Before he made anything, he was having fellowship with himself. This is why he's, watch this, this is why he doesn't just love, he is love. Any God, hallelujah, who is not triune is not love. Because they need an object to love. Are you following what I'm saying? But God is love. Because when there was no object to love, there was already three in one. Oh God, I'm going to leave that alone because that's for Wednesday night. That's a Wednesday night teaching right there. Hallelujah. Yikes. So God is talking to you for destiny's sake. There's a place I'm trying to take you. Put my next point up there. I'm just going to read them off to you. If you can't hear his voice for direction, it's because you don't know his voice in devotion. 
You know what that's called? A spiritual bomb. Listen, if you can't hear his voice for direction, it's because you don't know his voice in, the mo- in, in devotion. Listen, you're expecting God to do something publicly for you in your time of trouble when you are in a desert place and without direction. But you don't understand that when God takes attendance, he takes attendance in closets. When God takes attendance, he takes attendance in the closet. It's called the secret place. And my Bible says in Matthew 6, and the God who sees in secret will reward you openly. And so you're expecting things in public and not practicing things in private. Are you blessed in here, church? Hallelujah. Are you guys doing okay today? You guys weren't watching that fight last night. That could, that could, that could add to some of the, the lull in the room right now. Listening to God leads to the blessing of the Lord. Listening to God leads to the blessing of the Lord. Watch this. The Bible says Deuteronomy 28. We know this very well. Hallelujah. Listen, hearken unto the voice of the Lord to do everything that he tells you to do. Watch this. And the Bible says he will set you on high. When you are hearing God, you will never live in a low place. He said, I will set you on high. Listen, the text goes on to say, watch this. And the bless- all these blessings shall come upon you. Watch this now. And overtake you. You see, some of us in here, we shout and we testify about a little need being met at the last minute. That's how we testify. Oh, God came through at the last minute. Hallelujah. I didn't know how I was going to pay that bill. And at the last minute, God came through and I paid that bill. And he met that little need at the last minute. But can I tell you something in here? God wants to overwhelm somebody. He said, all these, uh, he didn't say some of these blessings. He said, all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you, overwhelm, sneak up on you and ambush you. I don't know about you, but I'm interested in those. Amen. You call me whatever you want, greedy, whatever, I'll take it. If you don't want it, I will take it. Hallelujah. And then when you get to verse 15, it says, but all these things shall follow those who do not listen. <laughs> See, we don't like to read those. We don't like to read those. That's Old Testament. Can I tell you, God still wants obedience even more than sacrifice. And so watch this. He says all these curses will come upon you. It's not necessarily that God is going to curse you. He's saying, hallelujah, if you're listening to voices that are not my own, then you don't have a reliable source to lead you. And so you're going to deal with the consequences of listening to wrong voices. My sheep know my voice and are strangers. They will not follow. Why are you entertaining strangers and claim you know him? Give me one more. This is it. This is it. I promise. You will live in reverse when you lack revelation. Let me give you the text on that because the text is going to really bring it home. 
Show me Jeremiah 7.23. Can we put that on the screen? Can we? No, we can't. Yeah, okay. Jeremiah 7 and 23. Hallelujah. Now I'm getting happy. We're getting them back on the screen. Real soon. <laughs> Jeremiah 7.23. Hallelujah. Watch this. I'm sorry. This is Joshua. I said Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Unless the Lord want to say something. I'm always open. Hallelujah. God speaks. In, anyway. But this thing commanded I them saying, obey my voice and I will be your God and you shall be my people and walk ye in all the ways that I have commanded you that it may be well unto you. Ooh. That's good stuff, right? Watch this. Next verse. But they hearkened not nor inclined their ear, but walked in the counsels and in the imagination of their evil heart. Their own voice. And, oh, look at the rest of the text. And went backward and not forward. When you don't listen, you don't get revelation. You don't get revelation, you live in reverse. I said you live in reverse. Are you blessed in here? I'm going to ask the musicians to come forward. Hallelujah. Weariness always comes to those who do not hear from God. It'll sneak up on you faster than you think. Hallelujah. Are you blessed in here, church? My God, there's a place God wants to take you to. Church, listen. He said, hearken unto me so that you can go in and possess the land I have already given thee. God always speaks to you from the future. Land I have already given. God speaks to you from the future. I don't want to mess you up because you think he's with you where you are. But you're talking about the God who sees the end from the beginning. Hallelujah. And God usually speaks to you from the place you're supposed to be that he is already at. Because like I said before, he goes before you. And so you're here and you're not there. But God is over here where you're supposed to be. And he's calling you by your name and saying, Come this way. And you're a sheep who doesn't very, have very good sight. But that don't matter. Because you're not supposed to live by sight. You're supposed to live by faith. And faith comes by hearing. So all you need to hear is your name being called. And follow the voice to destiny. Perception in the kingdom. It's not about what you see. It's about what you hear. The Bible says they have ears, but they do not hear. Hallelujah. Are you in this place, church? Listen, your destiny is predicated. Upon your ability to hear. 
you want, you want God to reveal tremendous vision to you about your destiny, you got to hear about it first. Move away from the distractions. Shut off the social media. You got to get serious. Shut off the social media. Take a sabbatical from social media. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Shut that Netflix series off. That thing is like 12 chapters long. Spend way too much time listening to other voices. And then want to come in here and in an hour listen to a voice and expect everything to change. The whole gist of the story is that Samuel, you got to hear for yourself. Being around people who hear will not automatically make you hear. You got to hear for yourself because God might want to do a new thing. Amen? Are you blessed in here? Can we give the Lord a hand clap? Can we give him a real good one like you received the word?